The really cool thing about what NFTs are is the utility and the access, which I own in this part of digital assets, gives you further access to other areas. We believe that a blockchain-backed system of education and earn-to-learn dynamics will be the greatest revolution potentially that the world's ever seen. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for experts who want to be the unapologetic leader in their industry. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life, inside and out. It's time to take your influence, income, and impact to the level you know you're capable of. Are you ready to make a bigger difference and scale up? This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and today I'm joined by not just one guest, but two guests. So I'm putting myself right out there. We're going to have lots and lots of fun. I've invited Ben Slater and Jaden Gardner to join me, and we're going to talk about a topic that I have not covered on this episode, a topic that I know nothing about, but I know without a doubt that this is some up and coming information that as coaches and consultants that we all need to know about and that is nfts today we are going down the nft rabbit hole and how you can use it to grow your business which i only found out recently i thought nfts were little jpegs that people created you know 14 year old in on their uh, on their computer in their room but apparently no that's not the case so ben and Jaden, welcome to the show it's great to have you join me today thanks for having us yes oh okay before we even start actually i actually want to start with this because i saw this on your website in the last six months nfts have done a trading volume of 22.6 billion dollars And this isn't just 20-year-old bro marketers, is it? Not at all. It's actually up a little bit uh, from that. I would guess it's probably more like $26 at this Mm -hmm. point in the last six, seven months. In fact, a lot of the big volume is coming from a few areas. So there's a big VC company that built a lot of the the tech infrastructure. It's called A16Z. Uh, and actually a good resource for, for people interested. Uh, the guy who runs that business, his name is Mark Andreessen. He did mm-hmm. an episode on Rogan yesterday, on Joe Rogan's podcast yesterday. And he does talk about Web3. And the question that he gets asked by Joe is, what are the emerging things in tech? So he built literally the first web browser, this guy. He goes, what are the emerging things in tech? And he goes, well, first thing is AI. That's very, very complex and in the future. He's like, what's actually happening right now? crypto and and web3 mm-hmm. so they're the the vc into the web3 architecture and the businesses that are essentially being built so there's that layer of of vcs and tech people all building it then you've got the investors which from my view are mostly business owners now the mm-hmm. things that we often hear about in the news are 18 year old in his in his basement, who traded a bought a board ape, got a gold one, sold it for three million. Like we hear about that stuff, but the reality is, it's a very very small slither of the overall market. And I would say the average market participant is in their thirties and forties. Because at the end of the day, and I think people miss this with NFTs, it is investing, 
And mm-hmm. this is a new investment vehicle. These are financial services that people are, are getting involved in. And I think they're the people that tend to uh, do the best in the, in the space. Mm. What really pricked my ears up about this space is I've been hearing about NFTs for over a year, you know, a few years. I had thought they were just trading images. What really pricked my ears up in the last couple of months is that we can use it as coaches and consultants in our actual business with our clients. And then I was like, oh, hey, hang on a minute. I've missed something really big here. There's a big gap in my knowledge here. So before we dive into that, I I really want to make this super, super, you know, uh, broken down for people that don't know what NFTs are. What is an NFT? What is it actually? What is it? <laughs> Let's start there. For sure. Well, look, I, could I start a little bit with my story and just like give you a bit of my um, intro Perfect. into NFTs? Because yeah, yeah. from my, and, and I'll, I'll get to the what is an NFT, but my, my background is the same as basically everyone listening to this podcast. So over the last 10 years, uh, I started a business when I was really young with my brother when I was about 21 years old. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, calisthenics business, if you know what that is. We were teaching people uh-huh. how to do out- outdoor uh, weights training. Jaden was actually one of our first clients. So looping that back around, we've known each other for almost 10 years now. And uh, yeah, so we just gung-ho, you know, started this little health coaching business when we were 21 and we were able to build it quite successfully to you know $100,000 a year pretty much at that point. And ever since that moment, my, both my brother and I have been in the coaching industry. We moved from health to personal development into business coaching. And mm-hmm. really over the last 10 years, I've been primarily focused on business coaching. So my old business, I was called Systems for Business. Mm-hmm. We were doing about $250,000 a month and had a bit of a crisis moment that happened in the business. I was spending a lot of money on Facebook advertising. Mm-hmm. I was traveling overseas at the time. And I woke up one day to the dreaded message. You've been oh. banned from Facebook advertising. <laughs> I knew what was coming. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I'm sure is a very common experience these days. And look, I just want to say that over the years of my time in online business, I noticed that there was a line that kept getting moved and moved and moved. And it was harder to get ads approved. It was harder to get my message that I had. Uh, I don't think it necessarily changed in essence. I, I had this, I was the same person. In fact, I had more results and I had more proof and evidence of what I was doing. And I had bigger business. And, and as I was growing my business, I just found that I kept butting up against these regulators, I don't know if, I, mm-hmm. if uh, that's the right word, but I, mm-hmm. I, just, I found I kept butting up into this resistance. So I, I was in this dichotomy of, well, I want to share my message, but I'm getting blocked here. So I had a feeling, just, a, just this intuition that cryptocurrency may present the solution because, look, I, I went into a bit of a depression, if I'm honest, because mm-hmm. the last 10 years I'd spent literally millions of dollars building this audience. And I wasn't just, oh, you can't use this ad account. I was literally personally banned off Facebook. Mm. No, no person to talk to, no representative, no reason to this day 
And I was like, wait a minute, I'm a client here. And I've literally mm, just it's been crazy. Like, it's wild. Like just bang, gone, business income dropped. And the key thing, the key breakthrough that I had, which is I think very, very important when it comes to the coaching space. I had this thought, well, if I don't own my own audience, Mm. Do I really own my own business? Mm-hmm. And I, when, I, when I thought that, I started to go, wow, what, what's been the game that I've really been playing? Because I would consider myself an entrepreneur. I want to create greater layers of freedom in my life and I want to grow and I want to develop. And I just thought, wow, something's really, really changed here. So that opened my door, let's say, to cryptocurrency. And I was in the right place at the right time. And I just jumped in with two feet. And I I think the good thing that I did was to study, 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 study. I just felt like, because I had a problem. And and I think this is an important thing with crypto and NFTs is because people don't usually assign a problem to it, right? Like we're, we're usually much more inspired when we have something, you know, pushing us up against the wall a little bit. So I had that, I had that like pain Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I started to invest in cryptocurrency and I just kept going and kept going and not really too successful or doing anything too, too great. But the person that I was following, I was following a guy, his name is JRNY crypto on YouTube at that time. And uh, he started to invest in NFTs And the cool thing about NFTs, and I'll get to what they are exactly in a moment, but the cool thing about NFTs is it's very, very transparent. So you can see everything in real time. So if someone buys something, you can see it directly, what they bought it for, when they bought it, what they sold it for, and you can sort of reverse engineer their whole strategy. So I was just watching people trade. He made a $45,000 investment into something called the Bored Ape Yacht Club, and today that investment is well over $150 million. Wow. And I was just watching it just grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And at a point in the second or third month, I just went bang, like I'm, I'm into this bang. And I didn't really even know the, the deeper layers of it in the beginning. Uh, but personally, I did the same thing. I had $50,000 in crypto. I invested it and I got a little bit lucky. In my first month, I did a million dollars in profit, literally mm-hmm. in the first pure, pure profit. And that was in August of last year. Ever since I've been like gung-ho trading and going deep and launching Gnome, the project and all that stuff. But, you know, perhaps that gives people a bit of insight into my journey with it. And uh, I guess where it where it comes from, if that makes sense. I think that's super helpful because obviously there are a lot of us in – the same boat. Uh, I personally, oh my God, I'm, I actually, I don't even, I'm not going to say what I was about to say, but I'm sure we all <laughs> knew where that was going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, we, we we could be potentially in that position, any one of us. So I think it's really helpful to know that you were in the coaching space and that's what you were doing. Jaden, I would love you to share off the back of that, what is an NFT? Yeah, so if you look at it by its description, it's a non-fungible token. That's what NFT stands for. But really the way that we look at it is it's a digital asset which is on-chain through different cryptocurrencies like Ethereum, which gives you the ownership of what you purchase. And kind of how this works in like the coaching business and how myself and Ben have been working with it with Gnome is 
by somebody coming on and buying an NFT, which gives access to Gnome, that gives them the complete ownership to have our content and the community and the Discord and stuff, which is forever owned by the person until they resell it. So in terms of what is an NFT, like you said, it could be this JPEG of an image, which really only has value based on what the market sees. Um, but the really cool thing about what NFTs are is the utility and the tokenomics and the access, which by owning this part of digital assets gives you further access to other areas. So essentially we're able to sell like a golden ticket like Charlie did for the chocolate factory. We're able to sell a golden ticket to someone that wants to be our client and that gives them access to whatever we would normally have in our program or our membership. So they would have access to our course content, our our community, and whatever different parts of the membership holds. Have I have I got that right? Yeah, yeah. That's a really big emerging uh, use case for NFTs is membership tokens. You know, mm-hmm. and my my personal belief is that in 10 to 15 years, the norm for coaching business will be NFTs. And mm-hmm. I, I think um, I want to mention something as well, because this has been quite helpful for me. And I also use this with the clients. And I've read this anecdote uh, a few weeks ago. And when I read it, it was like, ha, this is, this is interesting. So Isaac Newton created the laws of gravity, essentially. Like mm-hmm. he figured out how gravity worked and it took him years and years and years and years. And he had a lot of different relationships with, he lived in the, a university. So he had a lot of different conversations and he had a really powerful conversation one day because he was just blocked. Like he couldn't figure it out because he was trying to understand what gravity was and he just wasn't making any progress. And one of his friends said to him, why don't you stop trying to figure out what it is and why didn't you start trying to figure out how it behaves? Mm-hmm. Within a few weeks, he had figured out the laws of gravity. And to this day, we still don't know what gravity is, but we know how it behaves. And mm-hmm. I think this is critical, critical, critical for coaches and consultants and people wanting to get into Web3 because we're not technical people. We're not the people that are going to be writing the code and the smart contracts and the things but we are the creative layer of utilization. Like we're, we're getting these things out into the world and we're going to be sharing them and things like that. But I think that's an important breakthrough because we don't need to understand the code, let's say. Mm-hmm. But I always say to people, look, in 10 years time, this is the norm. Mm-hmm. I believe 80, 80% of transactions on the internet are going to be blockchain based. That's my personal mm-hmm. belief. So at least understanding how these things behave, it's like getting ahead of social media in a sense. Mm-hmm, like It's mm-hmm. like, okay, social media is going to be a thing, but we have this on-ramp because it's so technical. We have this on-ramp of innovation and we're right there at the early adopter phase. And for the people that are educating themselves now, I think in 10 years time, those, that business advantage that you can have, I think is just going to be astronomical like exponential curve sort of stuff so that's what i've been really trying to encourage people to do is just like learn as much as you can now and really position yourself for the for the future 
I love that you said that because that is why we're having this conversation now, because I just think that so many people haven't seen or, you know, haven't even realized that this is a thing that they haven't even put two and two together. And when I started to look, I've, I've only peered into the rabbit hole. I haven't even gone into the rabbit hole. And I just went, oh, wow. Like we need to know this now, because if I had have been on Facebook ads, on like day one of Facebook ads, I'd be in a very different position to where I'm in now in my business. And I feel like that this is exactly the same thing, but bigger. Oh yeah. It's a big innovation. And to answer your question around what is an NFT in terms of coaches and consultants, I think this is a good lens. It is a token that can sign assign asset value to a, intangible asset so that that's the breakthrough so if we think about this the token is assigning asset value to intellectual property Mm -hmm. and i think in terms of business that's the shift that i see because in my career the most valuable things that i have experienced are moments with mentors Mm -hmm. breakthroughs you know i'll be Uh, sitting with a business problem, like, ah, shit, like, what's the answer? Like, what is it? And all of a sudden I'll open a book and there will be the answer and I'll go bang. And then, you know, I'll be up to that next level and I'll be moving forwards. And I'm sure many of your clients, this is what they are helping Mm -hmm. their people with, their clients with these sort of things. And NFTs allow a more efficient, more effective way of transacting that value and holding that value in the open marketplace. It's not based on opinion anymore because you can see it. It's directly there. So there's a a hidden piece within this whole NFT journey. I believe it's going to shift the consciousness of the planet because Mm -hmm. we are assigning a more efficient value to intellectual property, which I would say is the true value of a business is the intellectual property that that mm-hmm. sits in that. So I'm super excited for that because it's like, wow, okay, what's going to happen here when we have this really efficient peg and we start valuing ideas, like really valuing ideas. Like that to me is like, okay, now we're really starting to play as uh, as business people. Mm. I think one thing I want to add in there that kind of mirrors what is an NFT is um, to kind of educate your audience on mm-hmm. Web3 because some, you know, a lot of your audience may have never been on a mm-hmm. Web3 website. And what Web3 is the interface of the website that connects it to blockchain technology. So, for example, our website at gnome.xyz is Web3. So if you were able to go on there, you could see in the top right-hand I. Uh, right-hand corner, it says connect wallet. And then that's what creates the kind of um, synergy between web two and web three, which allows you to do stuff on the site, have access based off what your digital wallet is. And when Ben talks about, you know, the future of, you know, all these different businesses, that's where we see it in terms of like shopping, all this kind of stuff, instead of it being, you know, enter your credit card details, all this kind of stuff, it will be connect wallet, there's your money, do the purchase. And yeah, so I think just trying to like understand that, that there, there is web three internet sites and web two, and that's kind of what mirrors with NFTs and being able to merge. 
awesome. That's so helpful. Yeah, I think one thing that we spoke about with coaches, which I resonate with on the first call we had, Sam, was like if you look at a coach and their value ladder and, you've, you know, you've got different programs or different access, I really see this in the coaching community where if you were to bring out, you know, this amazing top tier thing that gives you all the bells and whistles and retreats and whatnot, instead of you having to go old school landing page, upsell, all this kind of stuff, and this is what we'll be doing in Gnome as well, is by being able to create that, nft asset to be like hey jane if you want in just go buy that and it's on chain and you get all the access there so that's where we see it really exciting is like the kind of purchasing um decisions you you can have for your own business and for your Mm. clients as well all right now i'm going to ask some questions that might make me sound a little bit silly but i know that i'm not the only person that has these questions you mentioned that you were able to purchase an nft that gives you access to a course and that then that person if they no longer want access is able to sell it am i correct so far yeah as a business owner why would i want to do that when I could just sell it to the next person. Does this mean that I, as the business owner, will miss a part of the pie? Yes. There is a, a trade-off there happening with primary and, and secondary sales. Though the interesting thing is the value proposition is changing a little bit because mm-hmm. you have different forms of market that are created when you have an NFT. And and I'm sure your clients have probably seen this before. When you're selling something that has a direct, like an investment opportunity, as opposed to a a product, maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit easier to sell, there's more volume. So what you can do, Sam, is you can set the secondary sales percentage and you actually take a clip of that secondary sales percentage And what we're seeing, which is really unique, is you've got, let's say, 60 or 50% of your core community that are there and they're staying and you're adding extra value to them and it's you're driving value that way. But then you've got the secondary sales that are people turning over those tokens as investment opportunities. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing is that secondary sales percentage is greater for any Mm -hmm. project that does well that secondary sales percentage is actually greater than the primary. So let, let's just say, for example, let's say that you have a $5,000 course that you mm-hmm. sell, right? And you sell that, you got a thousand of them, you go, okay, bang, I'm going to sell those thousand tickets, bang. What we're seeing is exponentially more than a thousand sales are happening on the secondary of people buying and selling those tokens and people coming into the room and then coming out of the room or coming into the room and coming out of the room, which is Mm -hmm. a really interesting uh, dynamic. So on the financial side, we're seeing more income being created. Mm -hmm. But the second thing, Sam, as well, is with the business model, there's a, a way that you can accrue value by adding extra things. So Uh, there's a thing in NFTs called an airdrop or Mm -hmm. um, we call it future utility, right? So let's say, for example, that you create a membership pass and then you say, okay, I want to do an event. 
and I'm going to mm-hmm. have all my clients come in for the event. But we only have 200 spots. So we're going to do a raffle and there's going to be 200 spots and we're just going to gift it to the community. These sort of things, really interestingly, once you understand the, the dynamics of the liquidity and things that are happening in the market, that injects cash flow into the business because it drives the secondary sales and you're taking a clip of that. And then the market finds the efficient level of it. And you've also added value to your community by giving them free value, which they inject back in. So it's a a different model, if that makes sense. It's not all Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. the, like the way to maximize the lifetime value is more about giving as much value to those people as possible. And then they can choose to buy and sell and creating a healthy ecosystem where people can open the door, close the door. And yeah, it speeds up the process. Mm -hmm. Does that make right. does that make sense? I know it's okay. Um, yes. Yep. Yeah, no. It is make it is making sense to me. And if you're listening and it doesn't make sense to you, don't worry. We've got you. We're not going to leave you hanging at the end of this episode. <laughs> All right. So let's just say, for instance, I want to start a new a new a course. Let's just say I want to start a how to start a podcast course, and I want to build a community around that of of brand new podcasters. Take me through right from the beginning how I would do this, because I'm guessing I don't just make a ticket in Canva and just go, who wants this? Mm. So the, the interesting thing is it's very similar to what people would already be doing. Like it's very, right. very similar. The content creation, the even to some degree, the marketing and the sales, really the, the one shift is the point of transaction. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the one shift. And even for these sort of things, because it's very, very early, you know, even for us, for example, we still do a lot of normal Web2 transaction. In fact, the bulk of our transactions are normal mm-hmm. Web2 transactions. Mm-hmm. And then we send people the, the token later on. So a nice way to on-ramp into the Web3 is not to go like full-blown, like, okay, bang, you know, we're going to build this huge website and like invest into developers and all of that stuff. It's actually really cheap and really easy to start by just creating a token on like OpenSea and then gifting that to your members and then just starting it as more of an experiment. But you still sell it as a course, maybe with that added extra piece. And Look, I think a really good thing to do as well is to get into some of these communities too. Like I'm sure in the coaching industry, this was my experience. We had our first coaches and we had such a, a this crazy growth experience that my brother and I would just turn around and looked at each other and go, I really want to give that back to others. Like I want to pass the torch here. You know, these people helped me so much and we've grown. Can we, can we do that? And that's how we really leveled up. And I see that so often in the, in the coaching space. So I think finding a community in the web three space that you vibe with and, and experientially getting into it, I think is an important step first before you do the creative, just so you're going to have that real grounding in, in experience, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So what you're saying is that right now, because we're very early in what's happening in this space, yeah. that, we can still bring people in in the normal way. You, you're saying Web2, people put in a credit card, they purchase in, but then we're giving them 
as an added bonus, sort of yeah. after they've been with you for a while, this NFT. Yeah. You mentioned, Ben, you just mentioned OpenSea. Jaden, I'd love you to share what is OpenSea? What am I, what, what's, what's Ben talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, OpenSea is basically the biggest trading platform that NFTs are using right now. So, Ben might know the exact numbers, but I would say the majority of the market uses OpenSea at the moment to um, buy and trade NFTs. There are different websites out there at the moment, especially when you go into more niche art kind of stuff. But if you're looking at like the mecca of um, platforms at the moment, OpenSea would be where the majority of people go to. Um, So that's where you can find all the NFTs, you can trade, you can see what's trending. And that's kind of where our tokens are at at the moment. And like you said, like where coaches could put their tokens. One thing that I want to say before um, when you talked about like, oh, we couldn't just go on Canva and do an NFT. I think this is what's really important to understand about utility of NFTs. Like if your offer of what somebody gets is so amazing that you could literally have the ugliest looking thing and people still buy it, that's why utility and tokenomics is so Mm -hmm. important um, because you're looking at two different platforms. If you're looking at artwork or something, yes, you want something really like amazing, unique and rare, but because you are really just selling this kind of access, it doesn't have to um, be anything groundbreaking. And like our NFT, it's quite nice. It's our logo in a spinning kind of 3D model, but Mm -hmm. they're all the same. Because everyone knows that the value of the token is based on the community and the scarcity and and how that kind of rises rather than does this one look better than Sam's one and will someone pay more for that gnome token than the other one? It's all based off the utility behind what the token gives you. So what I'm hearing is that there are some NFTs that are pieces of art that people are selling, but we can also sell, um, I guess, access to our system, our IP. Have I got that right? Yeah. Exactly. Cool. You So the, plat, the I don't think you've been called out a platform, OpenSea, whatever the word you, you use there for what it is, I'm assuming we need to register our token on this platform? Yeah. It's a nice, easy way to start. It's very, um, very cheap and, you know, nice and easy a lot of projects really start with that. And look, this is a bit of uh, research, really good to go on to OpenSea and start, you know, when I first went on there, I was, my jaw was on the floor. I mm-hmm. was just like, oh my God, we're seeing sales in the multi-millions of dollars. This like boom, 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 boom. And my first thought was, where the hell is this money coming from? Like, what is mm-hmm. going on here? I could not believe it. So it is an interesting place to be. And fascinatingly, like Web3, a lot of very empowered people right now are working in Web3. And mm-hmm. it's not even six degrees of separation. It's, it's one degree of separation because there's a culture there's a real culture around it of this. It, look, it is a bit like the Wild Wild West. I will, I will say uh-huh. that. There's, that. there's that side of it. Like everyone's just shooting from the hip a little bit. That's a little bit wild and crazy. But there is this culture because it is so wild and crazy. There is this culture of 
people protecting each other and mm. you're in conversations with people that are incredibly wealthy and have amazing stories and, you know, are building really, really important things. And you can just reach out to them and chat to them. And I've never experienced that. Like it's so different from the typical business space where people are like, oh, I want to keep my, my, my pot here and I don't want to expose it and I don't want to open it up. But with Web3, because everyone owns a piece and everyone owns a voice, everyone is, the more everyone is sharing, the, essentially the more everyone's winning. So the culture mm-hmm. is like really, really, really profound. And again, you start to experience that by, it's all on Twitter actually. We, strangely, Twitter was the one business that allowed cryptocurrency conversations to take place. Yeah. So early on in the early um, of the past decade, 2011, 2012, as people were getting into Bitcoin and everything that came with that, they allowed those conversations to take place. So Twitter has actually been the natural home of, they call it NFT Twitter and crypto Twitter. Uh, so getting into that and actually starting to view that and seeing the conversations that are taking place is also really fascinating. So in terms of the best platforms, it's OpenSea for sure for NFTs and also Twitter. If you haven't set that up, getting on that and starting to, to check out what people are talking about. Okay. So you're talking about tra- uh, having a Web3 website to be able to have people to um, link their wallet and you're talking about Web2 websites so that people can still enter their credit card, two different platforms. Is the cost of setting up your Web 3.0 website akin to, I had my first e-commerce site back in like early, early 2000s and it cost me 20 grand and it was the most revolting looking website. You know, with those little spinny things and like little things coming in and out, it was dreadful and it cost me so much money. Is it this sort of cost to get into it now because it's so new? Are they very cost prohibitive right now? Yeah, look, to go the whole hog and to have the interface and all of those things right now, it, it is expensive. And I don't recommend doing what we've done with GNOME because it, it just is a little bit prohibitive. Like to talk on what I said earlier around having Web 2 and then bringing in little pieces of Web 3, I think that's a really good frame because that's really where we're at right now. You know, there's just web two is still the thing. Right. And, and we're just plugging in. We're slowly on ramping to, to web three, but I did want to talk on something that I think is really, really important for everyone on the call and for everyone listening, because I do see that we have somewhat of a responsibility and this will probably give you some insight into the vision and the mission of gnome and, and what we're here to really do. And a little bit more of my, my story LinkedIn, but, there's a big conversation that I'm sure people have heard if you've been in the Web3 or even approached it. If you look in that rabbit hole, you'll hear people screaming back out of the rabbit hole, play to earn, play to earn, play to earn. So mm-hmm. this, this is an industry and many people believe in the Web3 industry that play to earn gaming is going to be the biggest industry in the world in 10 years. So- mm-hmm. To give everyone everyone some context for what this will look like and what this is, you're playing a game. So let's say you're playing a PlayStation game or something like that. 
And instead of just playing on an online server and you're just growing and it's purely entertainment, it'll be linking in with the blockchain, linking in with NFTs so that you actually own the character that you're playing in the game. And mm-hmm. if you're leveling up that character and beating the bad guy or whatever is happening or, you know, these things. Slaying the dragon. <laughs> yes, 100%. You'll be accruing value that you can sell. Now, this is transcendent because it is linking two industries that have uh, previously been disconnected with financial incentives now being linked efficiently and effectively to entertaining gameplay, which is really fascinating when you start to go, oh, wow, what's work going to look like and these sort of things. And now this is already happening. So Mm -hmm. there's Axie Infinity, which is a game and many, many hundreds of thousands of people in the Philippines are playing these games and earning uh, more money than they would usually earn. So that's, that's mm-hmm. quite interesting. Now, here is my challenge that I would put towards people around the play to earn. I'm really bullish on the play to earn. I love the play to earn. I, I, I love that conversation. But here is where I disagree. People believe that the biggest industry that's going to come out of crypto and Web3 is play to earn. I don't believe that. I believe it's going to be learn to earn. And here Mm -hmm. is why. Firstly, it's more meaningful. But secondly, if you just think about, okay, how much money have I invested in my life up until this point into gaming and could say entertainment, but let's say gaming, it would be a very small percentage of what most average people, at least in the Western world today, spend on their education. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. look, Jaden and I have been screaming about this for close to 12 months now. We've been talking about this and talking. I think we're the only ones, but we're just talking and talking and talking about this because we really believe this. We believe that a blockchain-backed system of education and earn-to-learn dynamics will be the greatest revolution potentially that the world's ever seen because... Mm -hmm we're now assigning an asset value to the growth and development of human consciousness. That's not Mm. secondary. So my big breakthrough around this was like, okay, I've sold business coaching programs and I've sold these things before and we can deliver awesome results to people. But the value that people get from those materials are always secondary or tertiary because they have to go and action those things. They have to go and do a bunch of stuff and they get value. So that's what one way of getting value, which is excellent. But what happens with this new earn to learn or learn to earn system is you're accruing value whether you take action or not. Mm-hmm. You buy the thing and if the thing is of value and the, and the materials are good, you're earning while you learn. So there's a financial incentive. So mm. to, to loop this back in, our vision here at Gnome And uh, to give you some insight into a gnome, the name, and why we chose this. So in ancient Egypt, their whole culture was based around the Nile. So you had the upper Nile, which is actually down the bottom, and then you had the lower Nile, which is up the top. Mm -hmm. They had a a metaphor that they used to use in their mythology that was called a gnome. And a gnome was like a district moving up the Nile. And the metaphor was as you grow and develop in consciousness, you rise through the gnomes of life. Mm-hmm. So their, their culture was actually based around that. 
So to pull this back around, our mission and our vision at Gnome is to build the learn to earn architecture so that we can bring down the price so that we can, we've invested up until this point, well over $500,000 to build everything that we've built so far. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And our goal is to, to white label it and be able to build it so we can give it back to coaches and consultants for literally pennies on the dollar because we just believe in it. We believe that the, the true value that we can experience as human beings is the growth and development of consciousness. And if we can bring the technology so that people don't need to do the smart contracts, mm-hmm, they don't need mm-hmm. to know the technical stuff that we can build out-of-the-box solutions, that's actually what we're doing um, at the moment. And we're also teaching people about it uh, as well. So it is a bit prohibitive but we're doing our best to try and um, bring it down. And I think we're the only business that is uh, currently doing that in the world. So it's kind of exciting. Uh, And we want support. Yeah, we want support. And that's why we're so excited to be able to speak to your audience because it's so aligned for us. Like it is, you know, that's been the big thing for us. And, you know, just one, one final piece. When I was 20 years old, I was addicted to drugs and I was in a deep state of suffering. I was uh, psychotic. I was heavily medicated. I had a mentor step into my life when I was 20 years old and he saved my life. Mm. He stepped in. He was 50 years old. He was the wealthiest person that I'd ever met. He was the most successful person that I'd ever met. His name was Lachlan Cameron. He's from uh, Melbourne in Australia. And by the good of his heart, he mentored me. Meeting him, my whole life changed. Mm. Everything changed. I was off my medication. I was quitting my university degree with one subject left to go. I was off drugs. I was out of negative social circles. And that was the transformative moment of my life. And when I look back on that, I go, okay, what was the thing? And it was the wisdom. It was the wisdom that he gave me. And throughout the rest of my life, I've always believed since that moment that the real value is is this education and is this peace. And that's really what we're here to share it's what we're here to do. And, you know, maybe that connects with some people here listening and yeah, we just really love the support and love you, you guys to get behind us if you can. And uh, I think we can do something really special. Mm, I love that story. And I just want to say that I don't think it's the education. You, you're mm. saying it's the education, but it's actually the transformation. And that's yeah. what we're talking here. And that's why there is that, that consciousness piece in because any of us can, learn something but it's what we actually do with that something and that's what you're talking about here so thank you so much for sharing that story now Jaden, just before you were mentioning that you know we've talked about art and we've talked about gaming and we've talked about courses but this is i think you were mentioning that the first house is sold via nft is that right Yeah, a house sold. It was probably about two weeks ago at the time of this recording. The first house got sold with Ethereum as an NFT. I know a guy over in Mexico at the moment who's bringing this together in his real estate business as well. Myself and Ben, we're mates with these guys who own a Spotify kind of platform where they're paying out artists in real time based on blockchain rather than royalties, which never get seen. So you look at Mm. brands you've got your gucci your nike um balenciaga you've got your artists who are going from traditional gallery models to bring it into the nft space um i saw that coachella is going to be offering a lifetime nft that gives you access wow. to time so 
events, music, like you name it, you can tokenize it to be able to own the asset for that. And that has a value, which, yeah, because a lot of people will go on and go like, I can just screenshot and use that, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you don't own the actual property to that. It's like taking a photo of the Mona Lisa and saying, I've got the Mona Lisa in my house, right? Like everyone knows who owns all whatever art or the house, you know, mm-hmm, you can't mm-hmm. the house and go, here's a photo. I own that now. Like it's behind the technology. They have the contract. They own the rights to that real life object now through the blockchain technology. Mm. And it continue moving like, Every single industry is going to get taken over by this and I think it's time to be like in the forefront um, wherever you are in terms of your business. Totally. And that's why that's why I, when you, uh, you know, I put the call out, who knows about this topic and, and you guys reached out and we had a conversation and I was like, we need to talk about this now because in my business I talk about, you know, be the unapologetic leader so that you can step into, into that place and be the forefront of change. And this is the forefront of change. This is where it's at. So we can either stick our head in the sand, which I guess I'll be honest, up until now I have because I didn't understand it. But it's about, no, this thing's coming whether I like it or not. So it's either put my head in the sand and it just goes past me or pay attention and be right at, you know, I know we're not right at the beginning, but we're still in the early adopter phase. So, you know, I I'm, I really appreciate that you've spent the time to start to unpack this huge rabbit hole of NFTs. For people that are listening and they're like me and saying, you know what, I still don't get it. I need to learn more. I need to start learning about this. Where is the best place for people to go? Well, what we thought we could do um, for your audience, Sam, is we could come in and do a bit of a Q&A for people and just go a little bit deeper uh, and answer those questions. So, look, we're happy to jump into your Facebook group and yeah, just be there as a, a bit of a resource, answer questions and you know, just help people to start thinking about this. Look, we've got multitudes of, of resources and things that we can uh, dive into, but I think that would be a really good place to start to at least start um, engaging in that dialogue a little bit. So I think that'd be a good place. Cool. So write down all of your questions. I look forward to seeing you in that Q&A where Ben and Jaden are going to help us to unpack this even further. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you today. Thank you so much for coming, trying to unpack this just so that, um, you know, as the listener, when I jumped on with these guys, I said, normally if we were writing copy, we all know we have to write copies so that it makes sense to a 12-year-old. I said to these guys, I need you to unpack NFTs as if you're speaking to a 70-year-old. And I think they've done it. I think I understand. So hopefully you do too. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Jaden. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Thanks, Thanks so much, Sam. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com. Thank you.